to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Episode 294 of Dave's I Know. Uh, this is going to be a short one because I stupidly forgot to bring my uh, computer charger when I went uh, left the apartment, the tiny, tiny apartment that we're renting in New York, uh, to record this podcast. So we're just going to dive into it. Uh, NYC FC 0, Minnesota United FC 2. Uh, this Yesterday on Sunday at City Field, I was there. Uh, I would just say just a very quick loons over NYC report. Uh, we had about 35... There were 32 people in this section um, that bought tickets, plus another uh, 15 or 20 that were there that came over. Um, I think some were Song Bin John's family um, or, or relatives they had in the U.S. Um, so we ended up with about 50 or so folks in the section at the end of the game, uh, which is super cool. We got a lot of airtime, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about here. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that it's been so far a good uh, New York City trip for me and my family. We're here for a couple more days. And then we're going up to Western New York to see my uh, my sister in law is getting married, um, just north of Kingston, New York. If anybody's familiar with Western New York geography, um, it's uh or Eastern New York, Eastern New York. I can't. I don't. Even, I don't fucking know. I'm just we're getting a car drive. Upstate New York. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Um, so yeah. So otherwise, it's been a good trip. And uh, let's jump in with the Minnesota United match. Um, this was a. I think just my general overall thoughts from the, from the actually watching this game, I heard it looked weird um, watching it on TV with the, all the lines and city field. I mean, it, New York, the, the Yankee stadium looks bad generally when you watch a soccer match in it, but apparently the lines um, at city field did not look great. It were not, it wasn't terrible watching it in person. We were actually situated right behind the, like the um, one of the corners, um, basically right behind where um, the, one of the, um, uh, player dugouts is for the game. So we were actually right in the first row. It was really cool. Um, we were right by where the yeah, players I came out. Tell. Like they flashed to the supporter section. Yeah. Like we were, we were, we were right like, in a corner. So briefly, it was hard to tell where you were in yeah. the stadium. Basically, if you, if you, if we were watching a game at a baseball stadium, we were basically like right in between home, home, home plate and third base. Like that's where we were. Like in like the okay. very first the very first section there, which is really cool. Um, got to see the, the players come out, got to cheer them on before warmups and, and at halftime and things like that. And they came over and cheered us at the end of the game, which is really cool. So um, yeah, and, and all, is, this all, all... Trip, is this a trip you guys always take to see like a, a an away match and time your visit with uh, no, this family? No, with this one, this just worked out that we're we're going. We have to go to uh, upstate New York anyways, so we decided to tack on an extra four days and come to New okay. York City early and hang out in New York City. So I didn't spend much time in New York City before New York this. So, City. Um, and I had I hadn't really spent a ton of time there. Um, so it's just cool to go see some things. We went to um, yeah, we went to we went to the Manhattan Children's Museum this morning. Uh, what did we do yesterday? We did a we've done a bunch of stuff the last couple of days. So um, anyways, anyway, yeah, so. 
Brooklyn uh, Public Library has Jay-Z limited edition library cards right now. It's a big thing. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a resident here. I'm not sure I can get one, but I'm hopefully going to Brooklyn tomorrow. I'm hopefully going to the Lake Street Bar, which is the bar that um, a couple of the uh, former band members of Dillinger 4, punk rock band from Minnesota, own. Uh, it's a Minneapolis, or it's a Minnesota theme bar. It's called Lake Street Bar in Brooklyn. Nice. I need to pick up some, some marijuana. So that's where I'm going to Brooklyn to pick up my marijuana because I'm literally living in a marijuana desert right now, apparently. So um, anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about the game. MJ, you have some stuff about our center back miscommunications. Yeah, you know, they looked really good in the second half after they settled the fuck down. But in this first half, uh, in the 20th minute, there was a ball over the top to their striker, Bakrar, uh, new New York City striker from Algeria in this most recent transfer window. They hit him over the top. He shoots high. But at the end, Boxall is pointing and yelling at Tapias for not tracking his person. Uh, to Boxall's credit, Tapias did not track the diagonal one when he when Bakrar went out of Boxall's area and more into Tapias' side of the pitch. And Tapias really didn't have anybody else. He might have had somebody that was distracting him that he he was like 10 feet from or even 10 yards from, but like he needs to pick up that run. Now, to Tapias's credit or not credit, Boxall, when he chases Bakrar, he tries to cut in front rather than drop in behind, which hoses Dan Clare huge because the pass is perfect right on Bakrar's feet. And Boxall, having the pass already in the air, you're not trying to offside trap anymore. You don't need to like step in front of him. Like, drop back and help your goalkeeper out. And then not long after, in the 28th minute, they have this big switch to pitch over to Pellegrini on the right-hand side. Pellegrini sends this great cross into Bacar, who's on the far post. And the shot goes wide, luckily. But again, Boxall is not in the right area. Like, Maxi Morales makes this great dummy run that pulls Tapias out and wide. From his center area. And that means that Boxall needs to shift and help cover Tapias's area because he doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have anybody else that he needs to be concerned with. It, he needs to focus on Bakrar and he is really, really late getting to that area. So, two shots that could New York City finish when they get the ball in dangerous areas, we would have been in deep shit. Yeah. Um, Shortly after that, there's a couple of yellow cards. First, in the 32nd minute, James Sands has a ridiculous tackle on Boggy. Uh, Boggy stays down for a couple of minutes. Um, and then about seven minutes later, in the 39th minute, Matias Pellegrini gets a yellow card. And like in the midst of him getting a yellow card, Boggy goes down. Um, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I was talking with somebody, and I was like, did he get tackled again? It's like, no, he went down of his own accord. So he clearly um, took something from that James Sands knock, and... Uh, needed to go down and get treatment. And then we get the gray goose for Bongi um, substitution in the 39th minute. The MJ Anon parlor has a hashtag going on bounty on Bongi right now, because they think that he's been, he was targeted considering his goal scoring numbers in the league's cup. They think these were both deliberate attempts to take him out of the game. I will say um, jumping to the end of the game, he did walk, like, he did walk off um, at the end of the game on his own accord. A little stiff, a little, a little, maybe a slight limp, but didn't need crutches, didn't need support from any teammates or whatever. Um, that might have been just all the, the all the shit they injected into his knee, possibly. Um, 
you know, to help him uh, get through. He had an MRI this morning, apparently, but um, it sounds like they're not as worried about his knee as they are worried about, spoiler alert, um, Reynoso's uh, uh, ankles. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so we get Gregor's in for Bongi. That, that was an interesting substitution. It was an exciting substitution and extra exciting for you locals out there. I think I saw something on the X Twit Omatic. That's what I'm going to call it now. About Grey Goose specials returning to the Blackhearts. Wes, please confirm or deny this rumor ASAP. I can, I can confirm it for you because I mentioned, I, I emailed. Uh, Grey Goose as soon as after he scored, spoiler alert, um, and be like, Grey Goose shots? And he's like, him and one one other, uh, our, our friend William Sue, I'm not sure he listens to the podcast. MJ, you know who William is. Um, yeah. He, uh, him and Wes are the only ones who partook of the $5 Grey Goose shots when Grey Goose scores. So it is, I can confirm uh, that that is back. So yeah. Many happy shots to come. <laughs> let's jump to the second half. In the 53rd minute, we do get that goal from young Grey Goose. It's a long range shot, about 30 yards out. Um, deflects off of a, I can't remember which NYC, uh, NYCFC defender went off of, but then kind of the loops over uh, the NYCFC goalkeeper Barasa. This was right in front. I mean, we were we were on that side of the pitch when that when that goal went in. That's that's the, that's the goal that Minnesota United was shooting at. We lost our shit. It was fucking awesome. Um, MJ, I know you have some um, young Grey Goose uh, uh, stats for us here. This is the first young Grey Goose goal not just for Minnesota United, but in MLS since March 2020. He was at San Jose playing the Earthquakes, where he had one goal from one Luis Amaria and uh, two assists on corners to Icapara. And he doesn't get the assist for it, but there was another time that he had a corner to Icapara, and Icapara was dragged down in the box. So we got a penalty kick. And if you don't remember, Luis Amaria fucked up the penalty kick, but Robin Lude put in the put back on the rebound. So uh, uh, I believe we won four or five to two against San Jose. And speaking of San Jose, uh, Zella, what team took Gregush in the reentry draft after Minnesota United said we didn't want him anymore? San Jose? Yeah, thank you. Um, yep. uh, Gregor's last assist for uh, Minnesota United, actually much more recent, July 2021 at LAFC. Uh, that was the, we were down two to one, and he feeds the stoppage time feed to Dotson to tie the game at 2 2. So he also had maybe uh, the more important assist in the 2020 MLS playoffs when we beat Colorado. So, right. I mean, he's been involved with scoring plays for Minnesota United plenty of times before. Um, I think a lot of people don't remember that. We more remember the once Reynoso happened, the Reynoso Molino show. But there was a while where they overlapped, and Reynoso Molino and Gregush were playing with some amount of chemistry. Yeah, speaking of Reynoso, he gets a yellow card in the 62nd minute. A, uh, I, I thought it was a pretty weak ass yellow card. It was a pretty egregious tackle by Reynoso. Um, he didn't get any of the guy pretty much. I, and, but, I mean, he, he can't be doing that. That's maybe some ankle issues clearing up. On the 64th minute, NYCFC just threw on goal. Um, beat Dane St. Clair, scored the goal, but it was flagged correctly for offsides. Uh, there was a very brief stoppage for, check, check this one on bar, but it was definitely the correct call. On uh, the 16th, then we get our second sub of the game. That is uh, Song Bijong coming on for Reynoso. 
Um, as I mentioned uh, in the beginning of the podcast, um, the ankles are still not fully healed for Reno. So, um, Adrian, he spoke to that after the game. Um, sounds like he, they're hoping that he'll play. Um, I don't think he's going to train too much over the week, um, during the course of the week, but they're mostly going to try and ice his ankles and, and hope that they have a, you know, a week to get him ready for the game. So, all right, 81st minute, we do get our last two subs of the game. We get um, uh, IST and Garcia on for Pookie and Rosales. Uh, and then in the 83rd minute, an almost own goal by Michael Box. So we watched this one with amazing trepidation. Um, the, the City Field crowd um, was pretty – I was talking with a friend of ours, um, a friend of the podcast, Nick Hopman, um, who is a, a Patreon su- uh, supporter, um, lives out in New York. He came to the game. Thank you, Nick. He was actually pretty impressed. He actually he brought me weed, which is super awesome of him. Thank you, Nick, for that. Um, and uh, he he was pretty impressed by the crowd at City Field, considering it was a, a Sunday night game at City Field. Um, it was a pretty good crowd, and they were they were trying to will uh, NYCFC to victory here. But let's talk about this own goal or almost own goal very quickly. Boxel uh, tries to pass. I don't know what he's trying to do, but Dane St. Clair was you know Johnny on the spot. We'll talk about him in a second here, but. Um, uh, MJ, what do you have on this on this own goal here? Hernandez hits a overlapping running defender, Bicha uh, Ilinich, and Ilinich then passes a nice diagonal ball to Maxi Morales. Maxi shoots right away, nutmegging Tapias, so it pinballs off both of Tapias's ankles, and it's head into the net, and then it goes off Box's foot, and. Dane Sinclair has to then dive back across in a different direction to keep the golf from going off the goal line. Like, it is now clear to me that soccer defense's coaches, like, let's say, a Sean McCauley from United, are training the players to stand wide, perpendicular to the goal line, to be a big body and to try to, like, not have passes go through. But when you stand perpendicular to the goal line, if the ball goes off of you, it's going towards the net. If you have your butt to the net then that doesn't happen. So Much really, likely, also if yeah. you have your button that when you, get, when, when, you, when you get the ball, you are usually using a head, a knee, or a foot to direct that ball away from the net. You know, like that's because that's where your body's pointing. So uh, it's it's absolutely frustrating to see just uh, it's not, I don't have a problem with where the players were in their man or spatial marking of things. It's just, you know, you know Dane St. Clair shouldn't have to work this hard for the clean sheet. Yeah. Um, speaking of working hard, I mean, a few minutes earlier, he made an absolutely amazing diving save across across his goal um, to, to prevent a goal. And then there were several other opportunities that uh, NYCFC had um, that were awfully damn close. We'll talk about that in a second. So um, now more than a minute later, we have the diviest dive uh, that anyone has ever dived. Uh, Julian Fernandez. Um, Dovin. Yes. Uh, it was called a penalty originally. Uh, VAR takes a look at it, rightfully so. Of course, no penalty. Miguel Tapias, um, while not in a great position, um, definitely did not touch this dude at all. And I was, I commented in our document here that uh, the Street Actors Guild should be pissed that someone is acting as much as he is during the strike uh, that they're currently going under. The SEG after people um, should be upset. Um, the fact that it was called a penalty, the referee admitted that he didn't have the greatest view. He called the penalty. Trusting VR to do his job. VR did his job. The fact that they didn't give Fernandez a yellow card for diving kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, I saw some Twitter activity about this, and apparently 
under the current VAR rules, the VAR can check whether it was a foul in the box or not, but VAR does not have the ability to check or grant like yellow card for yellow cards for embellishment in the box. I'm not sure on that. It's just something I read on Twitter and you know, they should change. I know I mean, that, that Twitter is that should be wrong. changed. Obviously, like if, if that is the case, that should yeah, be changed. Yeah, no. Like, if you if you if you are call if you call a penalty or get a penalty gets called for you, and then it's clear that you weren't even touched and it's not a foul, that that should immediately should be a yellow card. But I, yep. I you're wasting everybody's time, right? You're wasting your team's time. You're wasting the opponent's time, the referee's time, our fans' time. Fuck that shit. Give them that yellow card. I hope MLS hands out a fine. Um. And, you know, maybe we will get a New York Times um, arts and culture section written up uh, about the uh, amazing acting by one Julian Fernandez. Maybe. Uh, Off-Broadway, right. obviously. Way, yeah. way off-Broadway. All right, so six minutes of added time. In the night, in, in, at this point, the NMOCRC have been pour, pouring on the pressure. Um, they were clearly trying to get something out of this game. Uh, in the 90, uh, 95th minute, uh, a Minnesota goal ices the game. Uh, Ismail finds Garcia with a great through ball. Again, I said NYC was pressing. Um, Garcia basically is a, it was a two on one. Garcia's basically done goal by himself. He beats Barraza to the far post. Um, this just ices the game. Um, great to see Matt Garcia score with his foot for a change. Um, and on a breakaway ask play, which he's been he's been shaking those left and right um, and over the bar for um, the basically the last year. So. Good to see him get this one. It was great. And just really, we were, we already were getting ready to say he came a long way just to lose, which we sang after this goal to the to the NYCFC fans. He came a long way just to lose. Um, which, which then pretty much bled into Wonderwall, which is fucking fantastic. So, MJ, I know you have notes on this goal. Uh, this play actually starts with Garcia tracking back to play defense. He disrupts a New York City pass and was able to uh, insole the foot, pass the ball back to Sang Bin. Sang Bin starts hitting Ismail uh, Tajuri Shradi over the top. But as soon as he passes the ball back to Sang Bin, he doesn't even see if Sang Bin collects it. He doesn't see if he has the ball, if he's passing, where he's passing. He just takes off running. So he takes off running, and that means that he has the speed and the space that as soon as uh, Tujuri Shradi gets the ball, he can make a nice diagonal cut outside. Shradi can hit him in the middle or hit him on the outside. Shradi wisely with his understanding of space knows he should use the outside. That's the safer passing channel. And Garcia goes to net and does the rest. But like hats off to Garcia for one tracking back on defense and two, just turning on the afterburners and getting me in a position to make that goal. It's nice to see Sangbin in there as well. All three attacking subs involved in that goal. Yeah. Um, so the stats, you know, big, the big stats from this game, 63 to 37% possession advantage for NYCFC. That's clearly, that's the standard Minnesota operating procedure on the, on the road. Um, the big one, the 2.12 XG for NYCFC to only 0.97 for Minnesota. Um, the, uh, the, uh, Jan Gregu's shot was 0.03 in XG. So that clearly was a shot that it's not supposed to go in. Um, Minnesota clearly outperforming their XG here. Uh, and generally, as they have been done doing on the road. So we'll see. They have Seattle coming up um, next this coming Sunday at home. So we'll see if their home form uh, continues as, as dreadfully as their away form is 
uh, amazing right now. So, all right, let's do our Freddie Adu's really quick. Uh, I'm just going to say the obvious as a goalkeeper. Goalkeepers union, guys stand with each other. Dane Sinclair is my Freddie <laughs> for this game. If it was not those two key saves in the second half, one in the box on goal, another one that you mentioned, David, like the game is tied 1-1, and it's looking very different, you know, going in the rest of that second half. So right. good, good call. My my vote for good for you goes to Shiri Shradi. And mainly the reason is he he was released by New York City FC. They didn't want him, right? And we got him on a free transfer. Like for him to come back to New York and then get an assist, like I think that's great. It's a good story. So like, did I think he was the best player for the Loons of the Bitch? No, but I think it's a good story. And yep. hats off to Aaron Penn. Uh, friend of the pod and longtime dark cloud who uh, pointed this out to me. Cool. Yes. I'll take the other, other obvious choice. Uh, Jan Gregus makes his presence felt presence felt immediately. And personally, I prefer instant gratification over all other forms of gratification. Don't you, my dear listeners? All right, well, that's a good transition into our uh, Justice Post-Match Hot or Not review. Uh, we got a long one, so take us away, Jess. All right. Well, actually, we have a guest uh, who shall remain MJ Anonymous. Take it away, MJ. First bullet. Just definitely not hot. Your favorite pronunciation pundit here, just to say that Apple play-by-play announcer Jen Hydrift, I mean Jen Hildreth, um, <laughs> had two yellow card offenses saying shoddy instead of Tajuri Shradi. There is an R in there, Jen. There's an R in there. And if you're only going to use one name, I think because he has Tajuri on the back of his jersey, you should say Tajuri, not shoddy. But yeah, it's Tajuri Shradi. Um, and then actually said San Bing instead of Sang Bin. Um, you have. A lot of jobs as an announcer. I get it. You get to the press box. You maybe don't research the pronunciations of all the substitutes, but do your fucking job. Also, Apple, I expect when it's the 10th place team in the West versus the 13th team in the East to get a better commentary team. Yeah. Jen, I was not Jen, impressed with Jen either. Jen Hildreth is, is a very polarizing um, announcer, uh, a play-by-play person, persona amongst soccer fans some people love her and uh most people do not like her at all so it is what it is so not hot not hot jen sorry so hot ish maybe question mark nycfc's parks kit i love me a green kit and the contrasting blue was very nice but am i the first thought that came to mind was, is this another special edition, quote unquote, kit that every MLS team will get, like the ocean trash? Because curious minds want to know and will likely Google, but later after I, the show. I, I can I can confirm this is not a uh, a special kit. This is a MLS, this is a third kit. Not every MLS team gets a third kit, but this is the New York City oh. third kit. So I agree. I watch it, seeing it in person. I really liked it. Um, but for Portland or any other uh-huh. team that wears green, not fucking New yeah. York City FC, um, it is a very, it's a very nice kit. And I saw I've seen it seeing it in person on players. 
and also on fans because it was you could buy it uh, at the pregame before the match. Um, it's a very well, nice. Like, I was not tempted at all. I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big green fan. I don't have a lot of green in my wardrobe, so um, but I do. It, it was it looked very nice, and I can see why people will people will buy this kit uh, who are sport and more sure. and um, it's and but it, it'd be cooler if it was like Portland's kit. <laughs> like it's. The, almost the exact same Portland Timbers colors. Just make it more right. Get, exactly. Get, get that would that be pink, more. Get rid of that pink monstrosity that they that they keep trying to push on people, and just go back to your roots, man. You mean anyways, the tampon kit? I I, I digress. I did not say I did not say that. I digress. Uh, keep, <laughs> keep, keep going. Yes. Not hot. Watching a match being played on a baseball field. But silver linings, it gives me much more appreciation for watching matches being played on American football fields, I guess. <laughs> and then there was the shot that was almost too hot to handle. I mean, I guess it wasn't really a shot. It was it was Dane and Boxy working together to prevent that hot ball from crossing our goal line, a.k.a. preventing own goal which would have equalized i believe if i get that right you know chronology give some lose some anyway mama like and i especially liked watching both of them like celebrate like yeah we did it we prevented that um it was like i don't even want to call it a bromance it was just like epic teamdomship i made that word up not hot, but not my problem. Am I, get, I I seem to understand from our friend Jen that NYCFC splits their home matches between two different stadiums. Am I getting this right? Like one is in Queens and I don't remember what the other one is. Sometimes, sometimes three. Sometimes they play at Long Island Community College too. So and sometimes they play oh in sometimes they play in LA. When they're in the uh, in the uh, Champions League, so and, well, and sometimes they and then sometimes they have to go across the border into New Jersey and play in their rival stadium, Red, Red Bulls. Yes, so they tend to be sometimes playing like five different stadiums. Can you imagine being a season ticket holder and going to five different home stadiums? Like this gives me a lot more respect for these NYCFC season ticket holders. Like hashtag. You're going all out, and my hat's off to you. Yeah, their um, their stadium will be in Queens, near where City Field is right now. It's in that, actually to be fair, um, the seven line, which is the, the the line that gets there, is like a super easy line to get to. It, you can pick it up in many different places, so it'll actually be a, a cool spot. It's right by Flushing Meadows, which is where the um, the um, U.S. Open is played. City Field's right there, so it's it's a it's a cool area that has nothing else going on around it right now. But once they open the soccer stadium, I think there will there will be some more development. There'll be cool things to do. If if you want to like go hang out anywhere, you need to go into Flushing, which is like another stop past the the Mets will it stop uh, on the seven line. So, but and is that twenty twenty seven twenty twenty nine? I think twenty twenty seven is when they're hoping to get it open. So who knows? But oh, they don't really it's off to you, NYCFC fans. They they play the majority of their home games at Yankee Stadium. But there are a few exceptions where they can't play at Yankee Stadium. And actually, from my, from Nick, who has has been a um, his son, um, a season ticket holder for NYCFC, um, when they play at City Field, 
it's much better because the food options are much better than they are mm, at Yankee Stadium for some reason. I, w- I walked around the stadium a couple times. It was pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was, you know, so it, was a de- I mean, it was a baseball stadium. It was a, they had some cool, interesting um, architecture things and stuff like that. I got some pictures and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if I want to go to a Yankee game tomorrow. I can get, like, tickets in, like, the grandstand for, like, $2. You totally should. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. It kind of depends on how, uh, how my kids do tomorrow. So, uh, sorry oh. I de- derailed your hot no worries to uh wrap this uh participatory edition of hot or not i leave you with the one the only guess who's so hot right now hansel no just kidding the one the only the unmistakable mug of our original dave mr zeller himself celebrating his arse off in the supporters section way to represent homie you're hot thank you um yes we got a lot of camera time uh in that game and my phone has been blowing up for the last like 36 nice. hours basically people are just like texting me like i saw you i saw you like screen grabs like I'm, i've said i don't know how many people have sent me um either dms or uh facebook messenger messages or slack stuff just like the same picture of me celebrating um <laughs> Uh, apparently we are we were featured on the YouTube replay uh, when you, you watch the replay of the game on or the uh, the highlights reel or whatever on YouTube. Apparently me and and Anna and the kids are featured high, heavily on that. So it was so it was fun. I always I always tell people if you can travel to a game, go. It's it's such a great experience. We have to see, you know, the more people you have, the better. And we had you know so we had a, a solid 30, 30 plus people in our section before kickoff, and then that section kind of grew as Minnesota fans realize that where we were and that's kind of what happens when we go to these games like with chicago we had about what 45 people i think and then as we as the game was going on people realized oh that's where the minnesota united fans are sitting everybody sort of came to that section and then like the section like grew and grew and grew um so i always highly encourage if you can get to an away game support minnesota united definitely do it it, it is it is you know it's like a, a cornerstone of, of uh, becoming a fan of a, of a of a team like this it's like going away and and you know interacting with the other fans and everybody was great all the NYCFC fans we talked to were awesome didn't get a chance to do any sort of like pre-match meetups or anything like that um which is unfortunate because there are some really cool um uh, ISC SGs for NYCFC but um hopefully next time we get a chance to do that hopefully when their stadium is opening up we'll get a chance to do that so cool all right well we leave that game behind we'll very talk Talk very quickly about MNUFC 2. Uh, they lost at home to the Sports 2, 1 to nothing. Um, I don't have much to say about this game. I didn't. I definitely did not watch this game. I've been um, in travel mode for the last four days. So, Yeah, uh, I just want to say that this was a huge chance for Minnesota United uh, 2 to leapfrog some other teams and get three points and move from seventh place to fifth place. Now they're still at the playoff spot but they're at the bottom playoff spot in mls next pro for the west fred emmings though three saves um only one goal against uh had an amazing uh you know 31 successful passes um and uh he has uh 61 saves on the season so good for fred cool uh, quickly, other United news. Um, beginning of the week, Loons loan Cameron Dunbar to Orange County SC for the remainder of 2023 with an option to recall him if they need to. 
Uh, it's good for him. He'll get some uh, first team minutes with a slightly better team than the uh, the twos, which is where he's been mostly playing. Um, Dane St. Clair and Jan Gregus make the team of the week bench uh, for this past week um, with their heroics, um, both um, shooting at net from 30 yards out and also saving the game, saving Minnesota United's asses. I have to say, Dane St. Clair is coming, kind of coming back into his own. He had a rough patch at the beginning of the season where he was letting in goals. Um, he's finally coming back around to the Dane that we know and love, who is making amazing saves um, and, and pulling games out of his ass, which I think this is a game that Dane St. Clair kind of pulled Minnesota uh, from their own their own doom, if you will. Uh, and then finally, um, this is also uh, talked about in the post-game press conference, Ariaga's injury. Uh, he had an MRI. Or not an MRI. He had uh, his, his, uh, what, MCL surgery um, last week. It's not as bad as they originally thought. The doctor went in and, and uh, noticed that the damage was not as bad as, say, Robin Ludes, um, which means he's actually not being put, put on the uh, end of, you know, out for the season list. He's still available to come back. He could be back for the, you know, towards the end of, um, towards October. So decision day um, slash MLS playoffs, if everything goes perfectly well for him, which we can't count on that, but that's a really good sign that his injury is not as severe as we originally thought when we thought, you know, that, you know, we thought he had the same issue that Robin Lude had, which is keeping Robin Lude out for the, you know, for the rest of the year. So, which is a good sign. So, uh, all right. Let's jump in. Which is, we're not going to take a break. We're just going to keep going because I need to make sure we get this podcast recorded and downloaded. Minneapolis City Minute. Um, MJ, board meetings coming up this week, and you're telling people to buy their 2024 memberships, right? Yeah. So if you're not poor like me, and I'm literally, I don't, I don't mean like I am question of being homeless, but if you are not like really hurting for dollars at the end of every month, like I am, please consider buying your membership early. One, you get a discount. And two, um, the way that lower league soccer's budgets work in their fiscal year, it helps them out huge planning for next year if they know how much um, membership is going to be coming in, when they have to pay for leagues next year or budget things for travel, um, which includes you know transportation and hotels and things like that. All that stuff is easier if they have more money in the bank by the end of this calendar year. So as yep. a Minneapolis City Board member, I just encourage you, um, please help your lower league soccer club out. Buy your memberships. Buy them early. Yep. You definitely get a discount. And you also get to make sure that you are involved in the decisions on things like scarves and things like that, which is really cool. So. Scarves right. and kits and... Oh, yeah, sorry, forget about kits. Yeah, we, yeah, they're doing it. Is it the home kit that they're redoing this year, or is it the away kit? I do not know. I hope we talk about that this week. I feel like a board member should know that, but what do I know? Uh, all right, MJ, we're back to you. Been... <laughs> Go for We've soccer. Bigger fish by the season. I don't fair, know if you know this. But... Fair enough, I do. Um, Go for soccer kicked off their season uh, officially this week. Uh, tell us how they did. Sounds like they did really well. So on Thursday, they opened the season at home versus Niagara University. They win 5-1. to one. Golden, golden goal for goals coming from Sophia Bowman on a free kick banger. And then Megan Nemec has a great dribble and near post goal. Then the other Sophia, Sophia Romine, uh, gets a header from the Sophia Bowman. And then uh, Bowman again gets another assist with Izzy Brown, who displays some amazing technical footwork. And then 
chaos off the corner. Amelia Brown heads it towards the net. It's saved. But again, uh, new transfer in uh, graduate student Megan Nebick is there to get a brace, and she scores the final goal. Gophers win 5-1. Um, it's super exciting to see they have some new transfers in uh, who are graduate students. They uh, have that extra year of eligibility because of COVID, and so they're coming in. Um, they are playing well, and the freshmen are playing well. Um, I was express, uh, especially impressed with uh, Paige Kalal, who we'll get to later. Um, then Sunday, they hosted New Hampshire University. Um, Megan Nemec, again, again, graduate school transfer, All-American. Um, she scores her third goal of the year, assisted by fullback Abby Franson. Then Abby Franson collects a ball outside the 18-yard box and hits just a rocket, a laser um, of a goal that you just have to go watch, follow equal time soccer. They'll have the highlights. And then uh, Sophia Bowman, again, she scores a PK. And then another new graduate transfer, Jordy Rothwell, um, scores a nice goal from the wrong play from uh, freshman Paige Kalal. And uh, so they win 4 nothing. Goalkeeper Megan Plashko only has one save, but gets the clean sheet. They are looking good now. Um, they go to Milwaukee next week. They will play against UW-Milwaukee and at Marquette, and I'm looking forward to them playing some better competition and being challenged a little more. Oh, and their uh next home game is Sunday, September 3rd, 1 p.m. versus University of St. Thomas, and I expect all Minnesota Aurora fans to be there because there will be at least three players on the field um, that have played for Aurora the, this past season. Yeah. Uh, not going to lie, it's going to be a pain in the ass to get there because that's when the fair is going on, but that's what perfect time to ride your bike. Ride your bike to the yeah. ELR. So, uh, All right, uh, before we wrap up, let's talk Minnesota's next home match against Seattle coming up on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. The only afternoon game that we have uh, where I could have brought my kids to and we're going to be stuck in fucking upstate New York. So I will not be at this game. I donated my tickets to a charity that they, that they raffle off. Um, so I'm excited for the people who are going to be coming to watch this game. Should be fun. We always uh, we always play Seattle with some interesting things that are happening. Results. Um, yeah, yeah, Jess, who who uh, who should we be looking out for from Seattle? Well, we can't forget old Leatherface, Mr. Ruidiaz, my favorite, or João Paulo is a name that sticks in my brain from them. Yes, uh, a very good uh, six for them. So, MJ, who else do you got? Um, I got their attack midfielder, a number, their number 10, uh, Nico Lodero, is someone that really uh, runs their attack well and uh, just uh, knows how to dribble, knows how to pass, and can make us look really silly. Yeah. Um, we forget about the, uh, the human chud that is uh jordan morris uh the guy who is faster than a lot of players in this league but looks like he um is about to you know jump off of the uh revenge of the nerds and like punch a nerd or something um jordan morris uh with the guy with no neck um god love him right and then um, the guy that they stole yeah, from real salt lake albert rusnak right he's a, yeah that guy is also a, very that guy's a loon, a loon's killer for sure. He's definitely scored some pretty amazing goals against Minnesota United. Um, and then uh, you know Stefan Fry, their goalkeeper, for a few week, a few years there, there was an argument that he was the best goal, best American goalkeeper um, in MLS at the time. Um, 
never really got a, a men's national team call up, but he, I mean, he's certainly several years older now, but um, he definitely, you know, has some, still some of that prestige in there. Uh, Seattle's a tough team. They just, they just lost at home to Atlanta two to nothing. So they're definitely going to be out for blood against mm-hmm. Minnesota and Brian Schmetzer really loves playing against Minnesota United. So how do we see either Minnesota playing, lining up against this team or, um, you know, how we should adapt our tactics, obviously considering what well, we only have two home wins in our 10, uh, like two, two wins, six draws and two losses in our, our 10 home games so far this year. Um, not been the, yeah. the, yeah. the, for, the fortress that Allianz is purported to be. So, um, how do you see we uh, we line up or any changes you want to make to the starting lineup? Well, Bongi's out, right? So here's the thing. I don't know if he is or not. Um, there's no definitive answer on that yet. Uh, I think if, if Bongi is, is Reynoso out? That I think, so I think here's the thing. I think Reynoso, I think they're more concerned about Reynoso's ankles than they are Bongi's knee. But it would not surprise me if Reynoso still plays um, and goes like the 60, 65 minutes or so that he did in this game against NYCFC. And they sit Bongi. Just because they know the, the the Ray's ankle issue has been an issue for as long as he's been playing with Minnesota United, they know that that's an issue, um, and the, they so they try to just like rotate him when they can. The boggy thing with the knee, um, he said he told Keith after the game he felt a tweak in his knee, um, so that's not good, right? Um, they went he did an MRI this morning. There's they have not released any results about that or, or said anything uh, going forward. Um, I think Bongi probably sit, Bongi is more likely to sit this game. Um, and I think if that's the case, I think you need to start um, uh, uh, Ismail Shajui Shradi uh, for sure. Um, give him the give him the start on the left wing uh, where Bongi is. Um, and I don't. I think I would expect Reynoso to play in this game um, for sure. So, but if Reynoso doesn't start, I don't know who do you go? Who do you go with, MJ? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I would try Rosales at, at the ten. See, I think they're. Or, I think or, they're. Or, I don't think they'll do that though. I think they're. I think they're really comfortable with him in as that sort of that left back, um, the guy who he can get forward, he can whip in crosses. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're moving. I don't think they're. I think if. Um, I mean, not to steal your thunder, but I think if 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 Reynoso can't go, I think Song Ben gets the start at the ten. Yeah. No. Um. And I would like to see Song Ben start either on the or, or the number ten, and just to, to just to try that out. I think uh, if Song Ben and Pookie both start, maybe consider going to a 4-4-2 instead of a 4-2-3-1 and, and put them at first striker and second striker. Yeah, but we know that's... that Heath, Heath won't do that. I'm just saying, you said, how should United play them? Well, depending on what personnel we have available, I'm saying that's how they should play them. I mean, but... how should United play them, given the caveats of, of what we know? So um, I should, do, I, do I need to reword that question? Is that... Are you, are you that obtuse? Uh, no, no, I'm still gonna hate. I'm still gonna hate on Heath anyway. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, let's predict results. Jess, who you got? I say Minnesota continues the winning streak. <laughs> this surprising, perhaps winning streak, and we beat them three-one. You know, uh, MJ. On the positive side, Seattle's coming in at a three-game losing streak, a, a six-game. Um, no win streak. But the thing about it is, is two of those games were losses in the League's Cup, which they don't care about. And uh, they have a draw and a couple losses to San Jose and Atlanta. But really, you go back to their wins, uh, their losses like Salt Lake, San Jose, they're higher than Seattle on the table this year. 
Um, and their wins uh, were Vancouver and Houston, who sit above us. So um, I don't like this. I say they lose one to four. I say the Loons continue their horrible home streak and continue the streak of being um, losing streak breakers for a team like the Seattle Sounders. Interesting. All right. I got a 2-2 draw on this one. So one of us is going to be right again. Um, I think Minnesota can get enough goals. Um, I think there's a very good opportunity there that we can see some, especially on the counter. Uh, All right. Uh, finally, I didn't throw in this notes, but uh, Spain won the World Cup uh, on Sunday morning. Um, woohoo! Well, I don't know. I don't woohoo that. It's kind of shitty that the, the Spain Federation. No, 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 no. Shit, woohoo so. the players. Woohoo the players. Yeah. Screw the Federation. We'll talk. Um, if you want, if you want to get more of this, uh, we're I think we're recording the Minnesota Football Days on Wednesday evening, so that should be in your feeds uh, Thursday mid morning, probably at the latest. So. Well, we'll definitely have much more to talk about. Rodrigo, I know Rodrigo and Eric and Bridget all have some thoughts. I'm sure Nubia has some thoughts. I know MJ and I also have thoughts on this. So uh, check that out. They'll, they'll be in your feed later this week, um, getting basically our, our sort of Women's World Cup wrap-up. So we're not going to spend any time here because definitely I need to get out of here so I can download this podcast, so I can uh, edit it and get everything up and going. So uh, MJ, Jess, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No. So take 45, guys. I just want to say thanks to my girlfriend, Jen, not Hildreth, like the cute Jen. Jen was with me through watching the Women's World Cup, watching a horrible Everton loss, and watching Minnesota United with me on Sunday. That roughly is about uh, six hours worth of soccer, and she was with it all. Um, and just, uh, yeah, it was it was a very, very n- nice even even at Lodonia Cerveceria with the loss, it was nice having Jen there. So uh, yay for people who watch soccer with you. Yay. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, well, that's a wrap. I'm still in New York. I will be here for another week. So, um, and then I'll be back Monday, flying back Monday afternoon. So or mid, midday. So assuming we'll have a podcast on Monday afternoon. Um, but yeah, we're definitely recording that um, Miss of Football Daves uh, on Wednesday, which again should be in your feed on probably Thursday, mid midday or early afternoon. Um, thank you everybody for listening, for supporting. Thank you to uh, our Patreon subscriber, Nick Hopman for giving me weed um, at City Field, which is probably illegal, I think. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. It's, it's legal in New York, so. Um, and he gave me, oh, a, he gave me a, he gave me a tenny and then he gave me a, a, like a little guy that's 50 milligrams. And he said, don't take the little guy, take the big guy first because the big guy's only 10. The little guy, will mess you up and i'm with i was there with my kids i'm not gonna I'm, i need to find the perfect time to take that between now and um monday when i fly back to maybe i take it monday monday morning as we're driving back to yeah. uh, to newark and then when i get on the plane and everything so anyways long rambly ending um thanks everybody uh thank you just thank you jay um even the days you know this is As you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Yeah, we, 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 we,
do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Son, son, son.